everybody. It's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ranma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey everyone, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 319. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ron Mess. I'm Ari Rockefeller. I'm Mako-chan. And I'm Ichigo Gami. And I don't know about y'all, but tonight was ju- today was just hot, musty, and sticky as fuck. Today was gross. Yeah, as soon as I walked in the door, I literally peeled the clothes off and just... Just just stood in the shower for a good 20 minutes, and I'm just like, ugh. Yeah, it I was did... kind of messy out today. Yeah. I did not venture outside. Consider yourself lucky. Were you in your own room full of air conditioning? Well, I was in my studio, so yes, I was in a cave. The Cave of Miraculous. So you mean your woman cave? Uh, what? I guess it's kind of, but... I mean, guys so too, so... Well, but it's your cave, so instead of calling it a man cave, it's a woman cave. It could just be a unisex cave, Ranma. A uni-cave, fine. A uni-cave, I like it. Mm. And it didn't help that last night, well, I'll get into it on my weekend day, so anywho. We are live tonight, week of... July 18th, 2017, here on VOG Network. We are here live Tuesdays at 9, 30 p.m. Eastern and replays Thursdays at 2 p.m. Eastern. Check out our interactive chat room at live.vognetwork.com. Chat clients such as Merck, XChat, Chatzilla can use irc.gamesurge.net. The chat room is VOG, V-O-G, or you can head on over to animejamsession.com slash network where there's some more information about the VOG Network and how you can join into the chat room because there is an IRC link there. If you click on that, if you have an IRC-based chat application on your computer, it'll bring you directly into the chat room. And we're also on Discord. Um, If you want to join us there, too, uh, I'm in there, and I'll be checking for any comments there as well. Um, If you want to head on over to our Discord chat, you can go to uh, vognetwork.com slash Discord, and there is information there, and I believe it'll pop up, and it'll bring you directly into the chat, or ask you to sign in, or... Something along those lines. So, enjoy. Have a good time. Um, check-ins are live, so you want to head on over and earn your VOG points. That is great. If you are listening on the podcast feed, there is a passphrase somewhere in this episode. When you hear it, uh, just head on over to VOGnetwork.com, put in the phrase, and earn some points. That's pretty cool, because everybody loves points. Come points! Like, like those stamp cards of sorts, you know? They're like donuts, but you don't gain any weight. True. But donuts are tasty. He's got you there. Mm. So, anywho, um, we're going to kick things off with how was our weekend day and kick things off. Ari, how was your week? How was your day? Uh, I was, you know, know, work stuff was... uh, Goings on, I uh, I had an interview directly after work with the Banker's Life. Yeah, it's an insurance selling place in a uh, Mount Laurel. Mm-hmm. And when I say like after work, like literally after work, because 
the only other time I could schedule it possibly was one o'clock, and you know I couldn't just I couldn't do that. So it's at three thirty. I'm like, oh great, where is it? And I looked at and looked at where it was on net, on uh, Google Maps. I'm like, oh great, they would want me to. I would have to go back home, you know, mm-hmm. shower, change, get get my suit on, and go back like and pass it on. I pretty much have to pass the place on the way back. I'm like. So I packed my suit with me in my card when I went to work today. Gotcha. Just went and got changed in the bathroom slash locker room and drove right out there. Oh, I, I've I've done that after work. There's been times I have actually changed in a McDonald's for an interview to go somewhere else. Yeah, when I came out of the bathroom, the supervisor and this other lady who was working on the same shift with me just just looked at me because of the sewer because I was like. Fuck! I'm, I'm short on time and just you know busted out of the uh, bathroom like, poof, you know, dork flying open and shit. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. At least they like the look of me in a suit. So they, there's that. Because every every lady loves a sharp dressed man, you know. <laughs> and they called me back earlier and said that, you know, you got we got we want you for a second interview. Well, that's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But again, like the guy only does it like in like the middle of the afternoon, so I got to figure out what what the hell I'm going to do to get there. Not sure if this would be a career change for me yet or not, so we'll just have to see. Gotcha. So, are you like selling insurance or? Yeah, like retirement plans for people like that. Gotcha. Okay. Um, I also did streaming again this mm-hmm. past um, Friday and Sunday. Those are the two times I have, and I. Nice. Let me double check the chat real quick. Mm-hmm. Oh uh, yeah, there it is. That was the uh, biggest highlight for my uh, play for my gameplay of MLB the Show this past Friday. Okay. You should, you should when you go live, you should just let people know on on our GF Station Facebook page so they can check you out. I wasn't sure if you if you if I'll be able to do that or not, but I'll remember that for next yeah, time. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. But yeah, I got myself. A, a hype man watching me playing a guy calls himself Mr. White folks, but he was like firing off all sorts of like one-liners and shit. The uh, the link I I sent in the chat room is you know, is titled after his one of his remarks, which is Oh, I'm sorry, Baseball Commission. I didn't mean to send that ball to fucking Narnia. Mm. You, you you watch it yourself, you'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that's how things have been going for me. Alright, cool, cool. Ichigo, how was your week? How was your day? How you been? And the phoenix arises from the flames. Hey, guys! <laughs> I'm actually really excited. I actually had a lot of really, really positive stuff this week. I know that I can be a little bit positive in general, so this is actually uh, more positive than the usual? We, I don't know. We need more positivity in this goddamn world. <laughs> so I got actually accepted for two different fashion shows, which is actually a big thing for me because I've been working really, really hard on my brand and my label and my business so much. Um, and so I have that coming up in the next few months that I have to prepare for. So much sewing and being a hermit. Uh, but I'm really, really happy and really excited. Um, I get to present at Otacon in their Lolita Garden event. And then I also subsequently get to present at RuffleCon, which is an alternative fashion convention I attended last year. 
Um, so I'm really, really happy. Um, overall, I guess my last week or so has basically been getting my models together, confirming all the hotel rooms, dear Jesus, mm. and then deciding whether or not we were going to go to Japan next year. And so we, we actually put that off and we're going to go in 2019. So we're going to plan out a big ass trip to Japan as like a final hoorah. And wow. then, um, after that, uh, basically decided not to go, and so we are just planning out all our conventions for next year, because I like to be prepared. Mm -hmm. But if anybody's going to Dragon Con, I will see you there, because <laughs> that's kind of in between Otakon and uh, RuffleCon for me, so I'll be at Dragon Con too. There's just so much going on, Ron, I can't keep it all straight. I know. You won't see me at Dragon Con, but you'll definitely see me and Ari at Otakon. I'll definitely be at that fashion show, so... Yay! And you can definitely come and hit me up at the Maid Cafe. I'm always there if I'm not at the fashion show. <laughs> Will do. Why is it doing that? It should have... Hold on. Uh, oh, I see. I see what I did there. I put Ichigo's track in twice. Whoops. Oopsies. Because I'm just badass. <laughs> No, I'm just kind of off my game tonight because when I went back to double check the playlist, I realized I had forgotten a couple of tracks and the outro tracks. I'm like, let me throw that in there real quick so there are no fuck ups. But fuck ups. You fucked part. up. You fucked up. You fucked up. Yeah, fuck ups are part of the show. <laughs> so now that we got this correct, Mako-chan, how was your week? How was your day? Uh, pretty good, I guess. Um worked a lot uh went and got to hang out with some friends uh last thursday then more work uh then vegging at home and then more work and now i get to get the house ready for family i'm sorry and yeah more yeah more work Sweet. we finally got a new person at work yeah. so it's relieved a lot of strain and stress and chaos and the threats of physical harm harmful death yeah basically so it's been nice to actually have that extra hand even if she's slow going because you know she's new and everything mm -hmm. but yeah uh and uh yeah i've uh i had my year anniversary at my job this past week yeah, that's kind of scary. <laughs> oh my god, they kept you for that long, Mako? No, I'm kidding, I love you. <laughs> I, I can't believe I can't believe I stayed there that long. That, yeah. Time just flies, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it's like a blink and it's gone. It's really oh my god, weird. It's like you might have a career or something. Is that even a thing anymore? Yeah, not in this place. Well, Definitely it, not in this place. Well, it's better to be in the house and out in the field, so... I, I do have to say it is definitely a very nice change from retail. But, yeah, Anything I'm... Anything a step up from retail. Yeah, pretty much. But yeah, that's, that's it, basically. I've been boring, as per usual.
Okay, let me get let me fix up real quick. All right, and... Well, I guess actually, Mako, you could say you're boring and a bag of chips. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and from the way the air conditioner is blowing, the upstairs neighbors are grilling something, or the neighbors next door are grilling something. It's not a normal. Whatever they're cooking, whatever the seasoning is, is, I could tell it's not something I would use. But anywho, my week and day has been interesting. I stayed at home and just kind of relaxed because I was supposed to meet up with a friend, but she got sick, so her allergies have been kicking her ass. So we're going to reschedule probably this Saturday or next Saturday, whenever. But um, I did go out, I guess, sort of like on an adventure Saturday. It says I had to pick up something from Target, and I was like, I had an actual craving for like ribs or fried chicken, so I was like, what do I really want? I was going to make a post on Facebook like, what did I want to try, but I never did it. So I ended up just um, doing, running my errands and heading up this place called Mighty Quinn's. I didn't go to their full-fledged restaurant in Manhattan, so I went to what, their little permanent pop-up shop in Brooklyn. I that sounds kind of um, oxymoronic. What? permanent pop-up spot well it, it's it's a food hall and, and the, the places look like little pop-up shops in there you know I say mm -hmm. permanent pop-up shop because that's where they're permanently located okay and I have to say it was a little overpriced I didn't like the fact that they stuck on an 80% uh, fee when I placed my order I'm just like you know what I'm they built a gratuity into the yeah. check like they do for parties of like six or more which they, <laughs> which they're not allowed to do in New York City Oh! Yeah, they, if it's six or more, yes. It used to be where if it was under six or between certain times of the day, they would throw that gratuity on there. But, um, I was like, okay. And I, I got an order of their burnt ends and baby back ribs, which I felt were a little bit overpriced for what it was. But there was a bar within this place, so I got a couple of German beers, and I think that made up for it, because that was actually good. And then on my way out, there was this one little spot there, pizzeria spot that had, um... How do you say? Thick cuts of slab bacon. Oh, there are bacon steaks. Mm -mm, no, 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 no. Thick just cut. Normal, was, just normal thick bacon strips? Yeah, but it was, but these strips were cut in the thirds, so I had two of those pieces with spices and seasonings in uh, brown sugar, and oh my god, it was delicious. That this, sounds like something up my alley. This was better than the pig candy that we that we usually get at um, Q by the Sea. Damn. Yeah. And let's see, what else did I do? Um, I know there was something else I did, but I, I honestly cannot remember. Oh, I don't know if I mentioned this. I put in a couple, two more of my figurines I purchased like a couple months ago. So now they're sitting properly. Um, I put in my new Figure Arts Zero Venus that I got for my birthday. And there is an anime called High School Sega Girls. And I got a me one of the characters is Mega Drive, so I got her. And I have her in my display case, so I'm pretty happy about that. And and I did my normal run at Buffalo Wild Wings, and I was surprised by something. What? I had ten wings. 
Nice. Because for, for a couple of weeks it was nine, and one week it was eight. Because they're, they're supposed to be, they're saying they're switching to wings based off of the the weight. And I'm just like, why would you do something like that? So you can end up with like six really fat wings, but yeah. it just be as satisfying. Because yeah, you know, Wingstop, their wings are a little bit thicker, a little bit bigger, which I can kind of understand. But the price is still, uh, you know. So when I went back, I was like, there was, I had ten wings, and I was kind of happy about that, you know. A couple of them were a little runty, but you know what? I w every the other ones were regular size. So I was kind of happy about that, you know. Because if those two were together, they would have been equivalent to like one and a half. And I was actually also last night. I was actually perusing like Amazon, Best Buy, Home Depot for an air conditioner. Now. I already have one, but I was looking for a small form factor air conditioner, something under 10 inches. This air conditioner I have is is good, but it doesn't fit in the windowsill all the way because the way they install the window, the, there's a piece of the plastic that kind of sets it up. It's on an angle, so in order for me to actually get it in there properly, I have to go onto the other side with some type of flat piece of metal and like kind of pull it down which I have to go to Home Depot and get because I want to push it in a little bit more and have it kind of sit up on an angle that way all the liquid and the water kind of just drains out. It looks like it's been draining every other day but I just want to be better safe than sorry, you know? Mm -hmm. You might also get a tub to go under it, Ranma, because then it'll catch all the, the liquid and you can just dump it out. There's no need because I'm on the basement level, remember? Oh, I guess, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and the way the outside street is it's kind of on an angle so it'll sit there and if not the sun will just absorb it okay mm -hmm. okay now that we got that out the way we're gonna go ahead and play our first track and when we get back we got some interesting news to talk about okay and something I, I and I think I have time for a couple of things but we will see how time goes so yeah and this is set perfectly good good and uh we'll be back
Sorry about that. Okay, so like Ari said, that was kind of embarrassing. What happened was my system decided to shit the bed. I was opening something in Waterfox and the system just froze. Normally this happens, everything else just goes, but Waterfox just froze the whole system. But thankfully, the podcast that we recorded up until that point is saved. What I do is I have a special folder on my D drive where I keep all of my podcasts and under Anime Jam Session is an Adobe Audition folder where it pretty much all the episodes that we do are stored there. So like every six months I go in and I clear out half those episodes, half those raw files. So all I had to do was look at today's date and then just find it and put it in. The only thing I have to do is re-edit the music so that's not that big of a deal. So nothing of value was lost. Everything of value was saved. So, you know, can't complain about that. Except my precious time. That was lost. Well, everybody's time was lost on that. Yes, but my time is precious. So was everybody else's time was precious lost, all right? You know, you can suck on a bomb pop and take a number, okay? Okay. Anywho... Let's finally get back into tonight's topics as I'm bringing up all the applications, like making sure everything's on up and up. So we're good with that. So Jesus Christ on a stick. I mean, really. So anywho, now that we're back up and we got tonight's news, I want the first article for tonight's show. And I'm quite um, excited about this. And I As soon as I saw that, I'm like... He's going to try and find somebody to get him one. You damn right I am. I have friends in Japan, okay? I, I, I'm going to ask them to get this for me. Let's, look. Rose is going to Japan. If I give her like ten, like a thousand yen, like, can you get this for me and mail it back, please? She would probably do it, so. Can you mail me stamps? <laughs> like a book I'm of stamps? Like, that's the only thing. Can you mail me a, an art book of, of stamps? Ichigo, <laughs> let me ask you something. What's one of your favorite fandoms? Um, I guess I'd be excited if Trigun was coming back. I do love Ranmo and Half, don't get me wrong. I know, but, but I I'm just saying know. one of yours, something that you love to death. <laughs> Fabric. <laughs> No, I said fandom, anime, video game, manga. Come on. Um, I honestly, I don't like go crazy. I'm, I'm not a, I'm a, I'm not a window shopper. I like, know. I'm just saying, there's like a specific series that kind of like ties to you, you know. That like represents who I am yes. as a human being, like instilled inside every cell that I have in my body as a fan. More kind or less, thing. yeah. And I'm, I'm for some reason I'm thinking Card Captor Sakura. No. I, I, I was thinking, I, I was thinking Chicken Outfit myself. <laughs> chicken outfit oh my god yes chicken, as soon as he said that i'm like chicken outfit chicken outfit yeah um, for those of you who've been following my facebook i've been working on a chicken chicken i call it the chicken queen um i'd say that i love card captor and i love sailor moon and i love all those things but i'm not like i don't know i've never been a fan that's like 
oh my god, take my money, I need these soaps that smell like Sakura's hair. Like, I've okay. never been that kind of fan. Well, I'm not and, What? Wait, smell like her hair? Uh, I, you know, like, I'm joking, Ari. Obviously, I'm joking. But, I don't know, look, but look, look, there's look, look, really, look. really weird fans out there. Look, I got a couple of friends that have the limited edition Hello Kitty Dreamcast that came with the plate, the fork, and the, the spoon, and the knife. That's awesome. More power to them as fans, but I honestly... But do they use it? Yeah. No. Do you, I, but what, I, I, what, I, what I'm saying is, from one of your fans, if there was like a limited edition item, but you knew you could easily get it with the help of a friend, wouldn't you? I mean, if I had the money for it and it was a responsible... Yeah. See, the thing is, though, is that fandom merchandise actually goes down in value. The only reason it obtains its value and keeps its value is if you keep it in pristine condition. You don't even breathe on it. You don't even, like, look at it wrong. Because once it gets any dents in it, any scars, any paper tears, anything like that, you're SOL. And even some of the most pristine comics still have wear and tear. No, no, no well, I'm saying... It's not even, I know there are some people who collect for the value. I collect more for the fandom than the value. Yes, there are a couple of figures, the extras I want to have replicas of and keep the originals in the box. There's some stuff because I want to have it on display. You basically yeah. mean sentimental value. Yes. Like it, it reminds you of your childhood and stuff like that. I guess maybe like I know that this is going to be silly, but maybe like some one piece merchandise See? if it was super limited edition because uh -huh. john and i uh -huh. met uh -huh. cos but we cosplayed them and we met that way so that's the only reason but i really wouldn't it wouldn't be tied to the merchandise itself it'd be tied to the memory of that but that's why that's why i'm kind of hyped about this that's what i'm saying so if you mean to tell so i'm just saying if they announced a limited edition one piece art book with your two characters and it was like 30 bucks and you had the money for it i'm just saying you had the money and the resources to get it would you get it probably not okay that's you see i'm looking i at, know I'm, it's all different fandoms and that's perfectly yeah. okay like it's perfectly acceptable to to want and to get whatever you like but i end up investing my stuff in different things but I feel like fandom also has a lot to do with, like, life priorities as well. well. I, yeah, I know, which is why yeah. it took me so long to start collecting figures. There are figures in my Amazon sh cart, and I'm just like, I'm just going to wait. I'm just going to wait. A couple of them I got dirt fucking cheap because I waited and I had the money. Some I know are expensive as fuck, and I'm like, if I really, really want it, I will save my money. I had a new old friend. He has a... And he ha he's a big Oh My Goddess fan. He went I, and picked yeah, up... that's a good one. <laughs> he picked up... He has a Bell Dandy figure that I went with him to pick up. That thing set him back $250. And that's not unheard of. And let me tell you something. I can't say shit about that. Because if you know what, if some company announced a figure like that, and it had to be Sailor Venus, Nozomi Tojo, <laughs> or somebody from Ranma One Half, or another... Girl Ranma? What? Like girl Ronma? No, it'd be boy tight Ronma. Oh. Or something else that's part Iconic. of my fandom. No. I, I would drop money and invest it. I'm just saying, you know? Goose for moose? No, I'm kidding. I will beat you. But anyway. 
we no, I like I like the stamps. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. I think they're really cute little fan items. So I, it's kind of cool that if you're gonna get them, you get them. Um, because they look like the art is is very, very classical Rumiko, and mm -hmm. I think it'd be a really pretty thing to have. It definitely is, because that's what I like about it. Because when you do a manga to anime adaptation, some... okay. Can I stop you for one second? Yes. We haven't even discussed the article. Do you want to tell everybody what the hell we're talking about? Oh, right! <laughs> and we're, going, we're, and we're going on to another wow. tangent and another tangent. Thank you, Ichigo. <laughs> All oh. I did was say, mail you a, bu a book of stamps, but get to the article, Ranma. <laughs> okay, it seems that Ranma One Half is celebrating 30 years. It's, this year is its 30th anniversary. So, Japan's National Post Office is celebrating with a framed stamp set of the series' iconic characters. And it goes on sale today! <laughs> yeah, that means it's sold out already. Probably. <laughs> of course it is. That, that's just how it works. If you're not there to get it, especially limited edition, most of the time it sells out right away. It sells out right away, or you can get it on the secondary fandom market mm -hmm. for ass loads of cash loads. Well, mm -hmm. we'll see about that. So, the stamp set costs 4,200 yen, which translates to about $38. And it includes 10 character stamps, a stamp sheet holder, 12 color illustration postcards, and an A5 sized calendar. And I, and I want this. I, I really do. And um, and honestly, I would just keep it and just be like, have it because I got it, you know. And, and here's some, here's some, here's something. Rumiko Takashi launched the, the manga in 1987 and Weekly Shonen Sunday, and Viz started releasing it in tank and Tankabon formats in '95, but they were still doing it as individual parts as well. I have like two bins full of Ron one half mangas. Since that point, Viz has re-released the manga in two and one editions as of three years ago. And there's also television series, movies, and OVAs being re-released on Blu-ray. Um, September is the final Blu-ray release of Ron one half. It's all of the OVAs and the movies. And I hope they I haven't heard anything else. I hope they get the rights to the live action film and put out a subtitled version. That will, I would love that. And what's interesting... Yeah, that one was actually pretty good. It was. I mean, they got the main point of, of, the, of the story, they, and then they put it into a separate storyline where that would have fit in the manga regardless, because I kept swearing up and down this was part of the manga, but it wasn't. But what's so, it's like an <coughs> so it's like an alternate continuity? Yeah, I, I would say it's filler. But it was still part of, you know, it just the way it felt, it was like this would have fit into the series regardless. But what's interesting is that post offices throughout Japan are also issuing Super Mario stamps and previously offered stamp sets inspired by Lupin III, Bungo Stray Dogs, Token Ranbu Hanamaru, and Sword Art Online the movie Ordinal Scale, and Black Butler Book of the Atlantic. Yeah. So you you know I'm gonna make a post be like, can someone help a brother out, please? <laughs> and, and I'm kind of hoping somebody can, you know. 
And to be perfectly honest, I think this is the first time in a very long time I've ever been so excited about merch. I really think it is. Because it's so classic and it's so old school, so... As long as it makes you happy, that's what matters. Damn right it does. And speaking of happiness, this next article goes right to Mako because this is her fandom. Yeah, as long as, uh, you know, the last time we were talking about movie releases, as long as this actually releases somewhere close to me. Um, so Fathom Events, which, you know, we talked about previously that they're doing various anime movie screenings throughout the summer. Um, they announced last Thursday that they will be screening uh, Lupin the Third, the Castle of uh, Cagliostro. They will be screening two nights in the United States, September 14th and September 19th. Uh, the former will be an English dub screening, while the latter will have the Japanese audio with English subtitles. Um, both screenings will be at 7 p.m. local times. Mm -hmm. Um... So, it's being done to help celebrate the 50th anniversary of Lupin the Third franchise, which, yay. Um, I'm extremely excited about that. They will not be putting the list of theaters, uh, they won't be releasing that until August 18th. So, we still have a month to go before we even know what theaters will be part of this release so there's a lot of uh, Lupin news mm -hmm. yeah I I'm excited about the new the uh, new anime too I know that was uh, spoken of last week yeah uh, yeah uh, so in regards to last week we'll get to last week when we get to strange news from Japan, so yeah. <laughs> mm. I, that reminds me. I still got. I still want to do Jigen. Now that Alcrea is doing um, Fujiko and her and her boyfriend is doing Lupin, so we just need his. Um, what's the name of the the, the samurai dude? Goemon. Goemon. Thank you. Thank you. So, now that we got that out the way, um, Ichigo, can you tell us what the hell is going on with Otakon? So, for those of you who don't know, um, I run the Maid Cafe at Otakon, so Otakon is very near and dear to my heart, but for those of you going this year, be very aware, because there's a scam going around. <laughs> If you actually booked your rooms through Experian, you should be able to call Experian for help. But Otakon warned of fake hotel booking website. Um, American anime convention, Otakon, released a notice on Thursday warning of a fake housing website, Otakon2017.org, that is not in any way affiliated with the convention itself. The website is now offline, but Otakon asks any individuals who may have booked their hotel reservation with this website to contact its official housing provider, Experian, and has since given a public article and connection um, information for that particular um, organization. 
Uh, Oticon 2017 will take place from August 11th to 13th at the Walter E. Re e. Washington sorry, Convention mm -hmm. Center in Washington, D.C. And this will be its 24th convention and the first year the convention has moved to D.C. Baltimore hosted us for the last 17 years. So it's going to be a new and exciting experience. But definitely if you booked your room through Oticon2017.org, it's a web, fake website, and it should be down now, but you can call Experian and just check your cards and stuff. People are out there being dicks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, they have enough issues with con hotels overbooking as is. Yep. So and you don't want to be that convention goer that gets to your hotel only to be told that your, I don't know, $800 hotel fee doesn't, doesn't even have a room that exists. So, definitely, definitely check all your cards, check all your accounts and stuff, and make sure there's no crazy, like, penny charges or whatever to your cards, and talk with your bank if you see anything questionable. Also, if you are still looking for housing, definitely go through Experian. Um, Experian is the company that we've actually, the, the corporation has actually worked with for many years, and the Experian in D.C. is, is supposedly, I've heard, very positive reactions to it and that it's been very very helpful to those who um need to make changes or do anything like that so definitely look on the oticon.com website um yeah and that should be it um actually also <laughs> keep an eye out um i know that uh oticon has some stuff going out in their publications department and you might see a little old me on something awesome yeah Indeed. I just think that you probably did this just because they were probably pissed about the hotel reservation. Like, you know, let's circumvent this shit, you know? Well, actually, I think the uh, website was based in Russia or China, so I don't think it was so much that. It could be a little bit of column A and column B, but, you know. But th yeah. Thankfully, I got my email confirmation for my reservation, like, early, like last week, so I'm like, we good. We good. Yeah, actually, yep, showed up four days ago. We good. So. Anywho, um, Mari, tell us about this about this crowdfunding project. <clears throat> okay. Uh, Toei Animation's Messenger Z film is slated for next year, but the company is playing a much larger scale campaign to promote the film. Literally and figuratively. The mm. film's official Tumblr announced on Tuesday that a crowdfunding website is scheduled to launch on July 15th. The site will gather funds to create a large-scale Messenger Z robot that will appear at promotional events and film screens. <clears throat> this one will be made entirely out of balloons. The screenshot of the upcoming campaign site shows a goal of 2.5 million yen, which is 22,000 and change. Mm. That <clears throat> The Messenger Z film will open on January 3rd. 13, 2018. And here's a description of the original story. Humanity was once, in was once in danger of its downfall at the hands of the underground empire, which was led by evil scientist Dr. Hell. Seems like a nice guy. Mm. Koji Kabatu piloted the super robot Messenger Z, and with help from his friends at Photon Power Laboratory, he thwarted Dr. Hell's evil ambitions and returned peace to the world. It's been 10 years since then, no longer apply. Koji Kabuto is taken after his father and grandfather by starting down the path of a scientist. He encounters a gigantic structure buried deep beneath Mount Fuji, along with a mysterious indication of life. New encounters, new threats, and new fate will await mankind. 
The former hero Koji Kabutu has a decision to make about the future, whether it be a god or a demon. <clears throat> In the new film, Shotaro Mori Kubo plays, the, plays Koji Kabuto, and Ai Kayano plays the heroine Sayaka Yumi. Junji Shimizu of One Piece episode of Chopper and uh, <clears throat> Precure All-Stars New Stage is directing a script by Ume's Takahiro Ozawa to Tokyo's Toy Box and uh, Steve's. <clears throat> Takayuki Yanase of Ghost and Shell Rise and Gundam Double Zero is drafting the mechanic designs and Hiroya Iji Iijima of Afro Samurai is designing the characters. Green's Makoto Ujiiye, the Gundam franchise, and Erika 7 AO, is handling the background art, and Yo Nakano is serving as assistant director. So, yeah, they, they're going to celebrate a movie with a. I don't, I, the, the thing I'm thinking is, how how tall is the thing going to be? Like, how to scale is it? I'm pretty sure they're not going to make the damn thing 80 feet tall. Maybe 1 to 16th scale, maybe? I mean, I would settle for like five or ten feet tall, personally. That would be good enough. But you know, now, now will they build like multiple like balloon messengers? Because there's no way all those balloons are going to stay intact for however long it's going to be promoted for. You know, you have enough rope and you do it right, it's it's plausible. But you know, some assholes will like get a little too grabby with it and. One or two balloons it's, it's start gonna, popping in. It's going to probably be in a roped-off area, so you know. Probably. Not necessarily. Mm. Well, you know, it ain't like it's that one display, that one museum display where the one where that one person went to do a selfie and knocked over like sixty thousand dollars worth of rare merchandise. Oops. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Fucking idiot. Hmm. Anywho, hi, Ichigo. Damn it, did we lose her? Someone poke her with a feather. Ichigo. Where did she go? Hmm. Let me try this. <clears throat> Your cooking's really horrible, Akane. Wow, even Crap. that didn't work. All right, so um, Marco, you want to take this real quick till till we till we figure out what happened? It's probably her mic, or it's probably her headset, or something. All right, so skip that one and go to mine. Uh, yeah, skip. Yeah, we'll get. Yeah, do that. All right, that'll work. Okie dokie, I can do that. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so there's an L.A. Anime Film Festival. Uh, the event company Raijen, Raijen and film distribution company Azalean Pictures announced uh, yesterday that they will host their first Los Angeles Anime Film Festival in September. Mm -hmm. uh, the lineup is including uh, over 20 theatrical screenings of anime films as well as an opening night red carpet gala and Q&A sessions with staff and casts. So far the lineup includes Kiki's Delivery Service, Miss Hokusai, uh, 009 Re Cyborg, and Ghost in the Shell Innocence. 
Azalan Pictures previously handled U.S. theatrical distribution for Sword Art Online, the movie, uh, Love Live, the school idol movie, and Kizu Monogatari Part 1, uh, tech, uh, Teketsu, mm-hmm. uh, among other films. So it's possible that perhaps those movies might be included, but right now we just know about the four of them. Hey, Marco, remember we were talking about earlier, I think, on, on a prior podcast about, you know, anime movies and distribution? Uh, two weeks ago, yeah. yes. These are one of the companies that's in question. These are the companies that, that this is one of the companies that does the negotiations. And because, like I said, it's niche, they're going to go to these independent theaters, which are more out of the way, where they should, because like I said, the other places won't really do it because they're like, oh, I don't know how much money we're going to make, you know. Well, the ones that we were talking about strictly were Funimation movies. No, I'm just saying, Funimation goes through another company that helps with the distribution. I believe Universal Pictures helps them with that. And I believe uh, for Viz, it's Warner Brothers who helps them and for these films, it's Azuland Pictures. It's these companies that they have to work with, and you know. Well, my whole thing with that was that, you know, some Funimation films, it's in just about every theater you can think of, and some Funimation films are in one theater in the entire state. Mm-hmm. That's the issue. Yeah, and I and you're right. I just feel you know. With the popularity of this, these companies should be able to do negotiate better to add more theaters, you know? You can't say they're not making money, you know? Oh, no, they're definitely making money. They just need to I think some gamble. of these theaters, um, a lot of them do uh, foreign film nights. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of Indian movies, a lot of Chinese movies... I think these anime companies, Viz, Funimation, things like that, uh, should be talking to these people about doing an anime night once a month. That would be cool. I'd be down for that. Yeah. That actually sounds like a really great idea. I'm sorry, I had some technical problems with my (laughs) mic. No And it's finally working, I think? Yay. Yay, I, I'm alive I, again. I think the once a month thing would show them that there is a, a want for it. There is a demand for it. And there's so many different, you know, movies that have been translated that they don't necessarily have to stick with more adult fare either. Mm-hmm. You know, they can go with the younger crowd. Well, you know, there's also, um, actually in D.C., um, recently, we've actually had a lot of theaters doing the, um, at at least right now, there's actually a whole track of Ghibli Ghibli films being shown at one of the D.C. um, theaters. Mm -hmm. And then also, I know that um, the Draft House uh, has been showing everything from the first four episodes of Cowboy Bebop to full-length feature films. I think that maybe has to do more with like the rights costs more than it does the interest because the interest is definitely there. Mm-hmm. It might just be that the the right the cost the rights they have to pay for the soundtrack for the distribution of any publication and stuff like that is maybe more exorbitant 
than the theaters themselves think they might make back. Yep. And it's fucked up, but that, you know... Yeah, then that's, you know, the company's issue and not the theater's issue. Mm-hmm. And it just shows that the company doesn't really give a shit about the fans at that point. <laughs> Which, I mean, is is true and isn't true in certain aspects. Like, there are certain companies, definitely, that are very much more about the fandom. But I know that there are certain ones that have unsavory history. Well, I mean, I know that there are certain movies and titles that the companies basically don't care about. They don't care if they're seen, um, so they don't care what price it's put at. But in any industry, you know, coming down in price to be able to bring more butts into seats usually means more money all around anyway. It does, but... They might also, I mean, certain companies might also just constitute certain measurements by quantity of, not only quantity of butts, but also income. And it, and it really sucks to say this, but some animation houses have to charge what they charge. And as it's been kind of evidence with certain anime houses going out of business recently, um, Mm. and not really having the, the push through to negotiate lower, um, I feel like that's a big part of it too not to mention leaving all those rights in limbo yeah copyrights coming Mm -hmm. up for renewal and all that Mm -hmm. stuff is always a negative i mean look what happened to jenny on you know Mm -hmm. yeah but somebody eventually sucks those things right up thank you funimation Mm -hmm. pretty much yeah okay uh ichigo can you talk about yuri on ice Yes! Okay. I will talk about those queens on the ice. Yes. All right. Yes. So for those of you who are Yuri on Ice fans or just want to get your little pork cutlet bowl on, um, we'll get a chance to fill the cool breeze of an ice rink in the upcoming 4DX theater showing of the entire 12-episode anime series as it will be shown in sensory-enhancing screens in theaters throughout Japan, starting on September 23rd. 4DX screenings include moving seats, water, scents, smoke, and more. Yuri on Ice has become a best-selling phenomenon since the series first aired last October. Its Blu-ray and DVD sales are top sellers for the first half of 2017, as is its release CDs and franchise as a whole. The series has a new anime film, Green Lit. The Girls in Und Panzer film had a successful 4DX theater run last year, and the Kantai Collection Kankol anime film, as well as Yu-Gi-Oh! The Dark Side of Dimensions film, and even Sadako vs. Kayako's ghostly face-off got the 4DX treatment. Honestly, the 4DX treatment for this for this is good and all, but I don't think they're going to need water for this. I feel like if they just did a very similar thing to what they did with uh, the Miku holograms and stuff, but they did it in like a film setting where it was more like, maybe a little interactive, maybe certain certain theatrical things. I feel like a live action would fit this a heck of a lot more. I don't know why. I'm, well, I'm just saying because knowing the entire Yuri on Ice fandom, 
Seat. He's trying to be perverted. Yes, thank you. The seats are going to be plenty wet as it is. Thank you. Oh. Thank you. My bad. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, the good thing with the... It just, don't, it just clicked, didn't it, Ichigo? <laughs> See, this is what happens, though. I don't have a super perverted mind all the time, so I'm always like, what? And then jokes go over my head. And people just like, remember that half of the crap that comes out of Ranma's mouth is perverted. Yes. Noted. Literally. Yes. So one of those yeses was perverted. Oh, shit. Oh, Ichigo, you're such a prude. Happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so some of the 4DX stuff um, that I've known, my guess is there will probably be cool bursts of air while they're skating to kind of mimic, you know, them rushing by. Because I know that's usually one of the ones that's done. Mm-hmm. Like little fans, like, put in somewhere. Mm-hmm. Somehow I'm reminded of the movie Matinee. Oh. Like, like one of those like old time theaters that uh, was the first to implement gimmicks like that. Like, I think one big one was like seat buzzers and shit like that. Anyone it else just, see that movie? It reminds me of like, the, the, there's I know there's a few rides at Disneyland yeah. and oh at Universal they had a ride where there were supposedly like rats going under your seat and it was just sounds and air blowing yeah um, that's those are 40x shows and then there was um back in the day uh there was actually a 007 ride at king's dominion and it, the seat moved and there was air like pumps and all that other stuff so i i think this could be pretty fun and i feel like the novelty of these kind of shows is the the, the almost like amusement ride quality to it Well, that's actually where they started. Yeah, um, I figured. Yeah, like uh, Disney had the Muppet Show, the Muppet Movie. Um, I know that there are a bunch of uh, touristy kind of trap things that do the whole moving chair thing with the uh, like the exploration of underwater and crap like that. Um, but yeah, most the the 4DX stuff got started in the amusement parks and those kind of things, and then people are like, "Well, hey, we can move them into mainstream," and they did, and they get buttloads of money from it. Uh-huh. Buttloads. Buttloads sounds really uncomfortable. I think I'd keep my money in a purse. <laughs> But yeah, so this sounds like it'll be fun for the Yuri on Ice fandom. And let us know if anybody goes how they are. Yep. <sighs> okay. Let's see what else do we have here. Ari, tell us about City Hunter. <clears throat> sure thing. Our favorite manga and PI and sniper, Ryo Saeba, a.k.a. City Hunter, will be coming to the big screen in 2009 from France. Longtime manga fans who were feel nostalgic about Golden Age of Weekly Shonen Jump magazine roughly considered the span from the early 80s to the first half of the 90s 
and during which truly impressive lists of manga classes like Dragon Ball, Saint Seiya, Fist of the North Star, Captain Tsubasa, Slam Dunk of Roroni Kenshin were serialized. should be thrilled to hear that City Hunter, another hit manga that contributed to the magazine's golden age, is being turned into a live-action movie. And it's being made in France, so hopefully we can expect some French twists with plenty of esprit. French actor, director, and writer Philippe Lachaud recently made the announcement in an Instagram post with a picture of the script. That's one way to let the people know. Lachaud, who was directed and starred in films Babysitting and Alibi.com, commented on how, how proud he is to be adapting the anime he watched as a child into a film. The City Hunter franchise is known as Nicky Larson in France, and over 140 episodes of the anime was broadcast in in, in, in in the country in the early 90s. The City Hunter series chronicles the adventures and often sex, sexually inappropriate and yet funny wild antics of pr- private investigator, trouble fixer, and sniper extraordinaire for hire, Ryo Saiba. Both the manga, which appeared in Weekly Shonen Jump from 85 to 91, and the TV anime, which aired from 87 to 91, still have a strong following in Japan, and Ryo continues to be regarded by manga fans as a flawed yet strong and deeply attractive hero. The City <coughs> The City Hunter anime is also loved for its excellent soundtrack, which includes the huge hit Get Wild by TM Network, and fans to this day feel that the stylish song, which began playing as each episode draws to a close, was a significant part of the anime version's appeal. Um, this isn't actually the first time the franchise has gotten a foreign adaptation. Fans of the series may recall that Jackie Chan started a 93 action film by the same title, although very, very loosely based yeah. on the original. Yeah. That was the one with uh, the Street Fighter cosplay, wasn't it? Yes. Yes, it was. And I have that DVD somewhere in my house. And awesome. that was the only reason why I bought the fucking DVD, just for that scene. But it was still a good movie. Dubbing was eh, but... It's a, ch- it's a Chinese action flick. What do you expect? True. According to announcements, show's movie is scheduled to begin filming next year, and this and slated for release on February 6, 2019. The show is apparently also starring in the film as a titular character, so we're looking forward to see how he plays a formidable investigator with a weakness for beautiful women. Okay, I'm glad that the um, manga is you know, getting a live-action adaptation, but there's a little bit of a problem when you put like huge fans on the cast, like, on the cast and crew of something they grew up watching. If it's more like a cameo appearance, like what Stan Lee does, or what uh, Quentin Tarantino does in his films, it probably won't be that bad. Well, yeah, Quentin Tarantino's characters either get killed or just have, like, bit parts that, Hmm. you know, and his characters are complete assholes. But in this case, he is doing the lead role, so this would be, this may turn into a friggin', um... Trainwreck? Mary... It's a, not a Mary Sue, but a Jimmy Stew or whatever you... A Gary, Gary Stew. Stew. Thank you, Gary Stew. I like the Jimmy Stew. <laughs> Better a, a, Jimmy, a Jimmy Stew than a Jimmy Smith, to tell you that much. I, he seems like an everyman. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... Last up on tonight's uh, anime and cosplay news is a place, a restaurant called Cosplay Yokocho. It's a Tokyo Alley 
where customers eat and drink and cosplay costumes. In other words, you know, there's a place you can do go outside of conventions, you know, because we've all done it. We've all gone to a con and gone out to eat and we're all in cosplay and sometimes you're all in the same series and you kind of fuck with the people and you get like particular food and you just kind of roll with it, you know? But this you is... Get, you also get the occasional weird stare. And then you give them the weird stare right back and you're like, oh, Shit, sorry. Well, considering the rules with cosplay in Japan and how regulated it is at anime conventions, even in Japan, this seems like a pretty cool step up. Mm-hmm. See, so here's something for you. The word yo, yo, yokocho means alley, and it's often used in Japan to refer to a, side, a very narrow side street lined with taverns and restaurants, and it's kind of put together... In a lively atmosphere with the sound of happy diners. It's sort of like in certain neighborhoods where you walk down the way, there's these restaurants behind restaurants and everything is like, check it out, something like that. Now, the customers at these restaurants are wearing normal clothes. Businessmen, you know, coming from a long day of work, trying, trying to catch that last train home, you know. But there is one Yokocho that's slightly different. It's called Cosplay Yochoko. And it opened up last month, and you can do cosplay. You will find 30 wait staffers dressed up as characters from very popular anime series such as um, Haikyuu or Haruhi Suzumiya. Well, a couple of examples. In this restaurant, customers can choose from a wide variety of dishes with teppanyaki restaurants. Uh, seafood specialist, cake seller, all types of cool stuff. It's like a food court of sorts, you know, and I think that's pretty cool. But it's very laid back and chill. Now, the staff will be doing costume, different costumes every day, and customers can join in on the fun with a special rental service being offered for free to female diners. Fair enough. Despite the restrictions on males not being able to use the rental service, customers of any gender are welcome to visit and wine and dine amongst the characters while dressed in their own cosplay outfits that they have from home. And if you look at the pictures, um, Ari, if you could kind of post this picture and uh, the link to this in our uh, Discord and uh, chat room, that would be cool. Because I like this one picture of someone dressed up as Captain Jack Sparrow with a couple of the wait staff. That's pretty cool. To register participation for this week's episode of Anime Jam Session on VogNetwork.com, use the passphrase, hair. Yeah, you pretty much have to be flamboyant and uh, stuff like that to uh, cosplay as Jack Sparrow. Yeah, but thankfully, you know, what's cool is they have changing rooms in the location so you can change there. So you don't have to show up in your full gear if you don't want to, you know, which is cool. And, and and looking here, you'll see the popular sailor suit old man is there um, dining. And that's pretty cool. So I guess that gives the seal of approval. And you, we all know Makuchan is hoping Ladybeard shows up there once. That would be amusing. See? How do you think they'd react to us showing up there? I don't know. I, I, I'd like to see their reaction if they see me walking and dressed as Ranma. I'd be, I'd be quite amused by that. Truthfully, they would probably enjoy the hell out of it. Yeah, you know the the people the the people that have issues in Japan with uh, you know foreigners and weird costumes are usually the elderly. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so you figure if they're already going there and we walk in in costume, they would probably love us. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they, they'd love it. Anytime you're celebrating a part of the culture, as long as you're doing it respectfully, it's usually well-received in Japan. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, and honestly, seeing Gaijin dressed as some of, I guess, their childhood characters, too, you know, um, <laughs> it's got to be pretty fun for them. And, and like Mako was saying, like, the people who are going to disrespect the uh, hobby anyway aren't really going to be going to this restaurant. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So there's a chance even I would get a, a positive reaction in Hell there. Oh yeah, man. Well, then. Cosplay for all. Come on now. Mm-hmm. Yes, now we just need to get to Japan. One way or another. Mm. So now, now we got that out the way, we're going to go ahead and open up the Skype line. So if you have any questions about tonight's show, uh, give us a buzz at Anime Jam Session. Uh, all calls are cut to two minutes due to time constraints. Um, that's basically is it for that. Now, while that's up and running, we're going to go ahead and bring up strange news from Japan. And before we begin, I've come to, I've figured out that whenever Mako-chan isn't here for an episode and we do strange news from Japan, the articles are sort of like the next level up, you know? Oh, so I fucked with you guys last week? Yeah, a little bit. Not as bad as the first time you did this, but, you know. Oh, which one, which one was it? Um, let me pull up the notebook real quick. Um, it was the confessions and the theme from Rocky. Yeah! I was excited about those. I hoped you guys would like them. Let me tell you, if I heard a theme from... I'm, I'm packing, I'm, I'm out. See y'all later. And I'm heading right to the gym in 10 minutes and you're like, what am I doing here? Oh, fuck it up, since I'm already here, you know? Okay, but, um... Let's see. Can what? I have the last one? Yeah, yes, you can. Let, I want Mako... No, 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 that's right. Mako's doing the second one. Um, I will do the first one, because... I'm down for something like this. This summer, raise a toast and mug of cold flavored, cold beer flavor shaved ice. Oh that's my one god. I was, that's the one I was talking about. Oh, that's the one you wanted to do? or? Yeah. That's the first one. Yeah. What? Oh, fuck. I, I did this wrong then. Mm. Alright, then you know what? Go, take that one, man. Go, go for it. <clears throat> Sorry. I, I, I clicked them in the wrong order and they came up weird in the tabs. Gotcha. Beer consumption in Japan may be down in recent years, but the Japanese still love their beer, especially in the summer. In fact, seasonal beer gardens pop up in stores across the country each year just so we can call, just so we can enjoy ice cold beer during the hot summer months. This year, internationally popular Taiwanese shaved ice outfit Ice Monster has come up with a cold creation that combines the look of a flavored beer, look and flavor of beer with their with their signature treat. It's shaved ice, but comes in a glass jug that looks exactly like a mug of beer. The beer shave ice is made from a combination of mango-flavored shave ice top of beer-flavored shave ice to give it the appearance of a glass of beer with a nice thick layer of foam on top. And I forgot what the article was for a second. I thought that these mugs were just filled with uh, yellow and white uh, cray paper just stuffed really down low. Mm. And for those of you above the 
drinking age, the best part is the tree actually comes contains alcohol, so it's a drink and a dessert. And it looks and sounds quite appetizing. The beer shave ice is available for 880 and about 790 for a limited time in select ice monster locations. The Grand Fort, the Grand Front Osaka branch on July 21st. The pop-up store at the Gatehouse in Nagoya starting July 15th, and the pop-up store at Jugu Box Cafe area starting August 2nd. Let's see, according to the release information, they plan to serve the beer shaved ice until the end of August, but supply is limited. So if you want to try one of these, you might want to do it sooner than later. It looks tasty. Yeah, it, it, it's like, it, it, it's sort of like that, those, um, those lush margarita drinks, you know, the frozen mar type margarita things that Mako-chan likes. Mm-hmm. It's like, it, it reminds me of that. Those kind of drinks are actually pretty popular in places like Vegas. They actually have adult slushy places. Mm -hmm. um, these actually look really good. I like the idea of the mango and the beer flavoring, because I like fruity beers. Um, but I, I, you know, I wish we would get something like that over on the East Coast. But I know that it is probably pretty hard to get a business plan like that through a bank. <laughs> well, well, Ichigo, you can get um, boozy-flavored ice cream, and there are some places where you can get boozy-favorite popsicles, you know? Ooh, that sounds good. Yep. Okay. Alright. Mako? Yeah, I'm excited and dreading this. So, yeah. Um, Japan has had plenty of special Pringles flavors over the years, but these chips are solely for another nation. Uh, for a limited time, Pringles is putting out in America a potato chip that is flavored uh, with top ramen chicken flavoring. Ew. So, it is a ramen-flavored potato chip. Um... Yeah. It is exclusive to Dollar General at this point in time. So, you have to go there and grab a can. Um... So, I went there and I grabbed a can. Oh my god. How does it or taste? Or three. <laughs> three? One well, for each of us? Well, I didn't know how it was going to taste. so my I, idea... I think it's going to taste delicious because I'm a sick human being and I used to crush up ramen and mix it with the flavoring and take it to D&D to &D games. Yeah, so People I figured if it tasted good, since they were already almost sold out, I would have, you know, some. But if it tasted bad... I would have the ability to force other people to taste the shit. Other people so, well, like my Sundari cookies. Cool. So, Rana. here, what? Other people meaning me and Rhonda, right? Uh -huh. Of course. Yep. Um, so, I just opened the can. These things smell like ramen chicken. Mm. Understandable. Survey says. Well, um, it's actually not that bad. 
it's huh. basically it's basically what is in the seasoning pack, um, but a lot lighter in flavor, but seasoning the the chips. Um, now that it's actually been sitting in my mouth, the seasoning flavor is actually dissolving, and it tastes actually like the ramen chicken broth in my mouth right now. So you're having like a Willy Wonka chips effect. It is. It's it's, it's really weird. It's soup in my mouth. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's really weird because, you know, I tasted it on the chip and now my entire mouth is just filled with what tastes like broth. So it's kind of off-putting in that point. And now it's a piece of blueberry pie. Yeah. Violet, but it's actually violet. It's actually not that bad. Um, I can find myself really, really needing a bottle of water after that, though. Mm. Yeah, salt. The salt content is pretty high, and Mako, you're pretty salty. So, yes, Ooh. I am. <laughs> Got to recharge. Uh, but yeah, but I yeah. Think- so, yeah, not not horrible. It, it's it's definitely um, it, it's definitely like eating a freaking top ramen dinner. It's weird. Like, the flavor in my mouth is not flavored for chips. It's flavored for, like, I just had ramen for lunch. Mm. I wish if they if they put out, like, the um, like the original or, like, the blue packaged um, ramen, top ramen flavor, oh, whatever or, that flavor. It was oriental. Like, was oriental. it oriental flavor? That yeah. was my flavor, my favorite flavor of the consomme mix. If they put out a chip with, like, that flavoring on it, I think uh-huh. I'd totally go for it. Because it's not just the chicken. It's also, like... I think it has some bell pepper powder and stuff in it that makes it really tasty. Hmm. Yeah, so, um, would recommend if you can find it. Again, um, you have to find it at a Dollar General. And I don't know when it released, but I walked into the one that I walked into, walked out with three cans, and there were maybe four cans left. So, they're going to be selling out quickly. It's actually a but, Dollar General near where I work. There's probably one somewhere in, in Brooklyn I can find. But yeah, it's not bad. And here I was hoping they would be gross. He would just like freak out and be like, what the fuck? Like, well, Ari, if you wanted me to find something gross, I've gotten Sundari cookies before. And if you don't know what Sundari cookies are, they're magical. <laughs> I, I don't know what they are. So, Sundari cookies are a treat you can get from Japan, and what they are is, every cookie has the same butter flavoring. They're very much like a traditional little butter biscuit cookie. Um, However, one of the cookies inside, you can either get three types of packages, I believe. There's like a super death spicy package, Um, there's one that's got like a mild effect, and then there's one where a lot of the cookies are sweet, and then there's one or two or three really, really spicy ones. And oh, so it's do, like a, a chocolate Russian roulette. Well, like the little bowl-shaped chocolates, like one of them has a uh, hot pepper in it. Yeah, no, that's exactly what it is. It's basically like cookie roulette. And so you basically give the cookie out, and then it's like scenery because it's, it's you know, spicy. Um, but, but yeah, so... Oh, oh, sundere. That, that's, mm-hmm. like, I, I, was th- I was hearing it as something else, like trying to spell in my mind, but I'm like... I'm like, oh, that could... That's alright. 
But yeah, so they're they're kind of neat. I got them as a gift from a friend of mine who um, used to live in Japan, and he'd, he'd come and help us out at the maid cafe all the time, and he'd bring um, really wacky or weird sweets and stuff. So we had a bunch of taro candies and stuff like that that he always brought. It was kind of cool. If the cookie tells me, it's not like I wanted you to eat me or anything, I'm leaving. Yeah. But yes, it's yes, I phrased that poorly. I apologize. <laughs> Every other half out of their mouth is perverted, right, Mako? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I just want everybody to know I literally had one chip and I still have broth flavor in my mouth. <laughs> I, 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 it's actually starting to get annoying how brothy it is. Like, the flavor just does not want to go away. So you do realize if you drink water, you'll be drinking more broth. Yeah. It'll congeal in your mouth and turn into broth. Yes. Like lukewarm yeah. broth, not even hot broth. Yeah, pretty much. Most Wash unfortunate. Wash it down with some milk or soda or something, I don't know. Well, I just had some booze, and it's not helping. If no! She, if she drank milk, it would be... Top ramen flavored chicken flavored milk. Yeah. Ew, that's... Can we move on? Please. Yeah, because yeah, that was it. Um, one more thing I forgot to mention during my weekend day, and we could take our last break and get out of here. So sushi um, robots. Oh shit! I actually forgot about that. You want me to talk about the sushi robots, Rama? Because ro robots only want love. Sure. Well. For those of you who are looking forward to the automated system where our robot overlords will, will soon be regulating what we eat, I mean, um, cute little robots that deliver your lunch, sushi delivering robots go into operation in Japan in the next month. If we can put a man on the moon, why can't we have robots deliver our sushi? Oh wait, apparently we can do that too. It's hard to fully express the joy of eating at Kaiten Sushi Restaurant. When conveyor belts parade an endless loop of mouth-watering plates of sushi right in front of you. If you had any appreciation for the delicious food or technological innovation, it's something you really need to experience at least once in your lifetime. But as convenient as it may be to have the machinery of a kaiten sushi joint bringing your food to you, you still have to go through the trouble of making your way to the restaurant in the first place. Starting next month, though, there'll be an easier way to enjoy sushi. And one that still shows off mechanical prowess, as sushi delivery robots are going into operation in Japan. Tokyo-based robotics firm ZMP's slogan is Robot of Everything. Since you can't say your robots do everything if they can't deliver food, ZMP designed the Keriro delivery unit to do just that. Standing one meter or about three and a half feet tall, the Carido delivery is built to autonomously navigate pedestrian walkways through the use of cameras, laser sensors, and at about a speed of six kilometers per hour, roughly as fast as a briskly striding human. It's also equipped with headlights in case you get the munchies after dark. ZMP has entered into partnership with Ride On Express, a multi-divisional food delivery service. Ride On Express's brand include the popular sushi specialist Jin Osada, and so 
from August, carry row delivery robots will be used to transport sushi orders to customers on the final leg of its distribution chain. ZMP estimates a single robot can carry enough food to feed 60 people. Currently, legislation is still hazy on the legality of autonomous robots operating on public sidewalks, so although Kariro delivery can be monitored and controlled remotely by human operators, for the robot's initial assignments, it will use, um, its use will be limited to private property such as office, parks, and other non-sidewalk areas. But if all goes well, ZMP hopes to have the robots moving among pedestrians on regular sidewalks in the near future. Um, we've also seen some of these developments in the States with a pizza delivery robot, I believe, and uh, other subsequent ones. I know that there was someone doing a video on them, um, trying to break into the system and stuff like that to steal the food and only having luck after seeing someone already open the robot. So I think there's a lot of logistics that they'll have to figure out, but I think it's a neat idea. If the robot starts going, happy birthday, Polly, I'm smashing it with a bat. <laughs> <laughs> Lord. Okay, now that we got that out of the system, uh, one more thing I forgot to mention during my weekend day, and then we go ahead and take our last break and get out of here. So I mentioned a few weeks ago that I went out and got a VR headset from my phone, and it's not bad. I can't complain. I only paid five bucks for it, so it's cool. So I wanted to go out and get a controller for it, but I wanted something I could use on my phone, PC, and PS3, which I got. And I got a nice controller here. It's wireless Bluetooth, but... um. What's interesting is the name of the controller. It's called a game, sir. A game, sir. It says it on here, game, sir. And my first thought was, well, I guess all other controllers sub to it, huh? Ouch. Yes. And on that note, we're gonna take our final break. So we'll be back.
despite the little uh, fuck up we had earlier tonight, it was a good show. Can't complain. So I appreciate everybody for sticking around and making it to the end of the program. So if you like what you heard, tell a friend. Then you turn to tell another friend and so on and so forth. We're independent bloggers, independent podcasters, and we use for the fun of it. So if you have any ideas, thoughts, planes, trains, automobiles, flames, praises, and so forth, you can drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. Again, that is podcast at animejamsession.com. We are here to hear what you have to say. We're here to believe you. Check out our website at animejamsession.com where we post all of our convention reports, links to our photos and videos, cosplay tutorials, our podcast, and anime reviews, and so much more. And you can also find our podcast not just on our website, but also on various sites like Podcast Alley, iTunes, Stitcher, Miro, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and weekly on the VOD Network forums and also on Discord when it's available. So definitely swing by and check them out there. And some of these sites, you know, they have an option for you to leave a review. So if you could, leave a review. Tell us what you want to, th- what you want to know. We appreciate that. Uh, check out our YouTube page, youtube.com slash anime jam session TV, where we post all of our convention videos. Um, we may, I may be opening up a second uh, site just for masquerade videos because we got a strike on our page, and I'm just like, I don't want to deal with that. But we'll see what happens. So, for right now, check us out at youtube.com slash anime jam session TV. Follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash anime jam session, where we post. Anything in regards to our social media pages and our website so you can know what's going on and what's new, when we're going live, cons, and all that cool stuff. And Facebook, facebook.com slash Anime Jam Session. And I just want to say to everybody who likes our page, who follows us on Twitter, subscribes to us on YouTube, on all of our social media, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. As long as you continue to like what we do, we're going to give you more content. And don't forget, we're not the only show here on the VOG Network. There are other shows you definitely should check out. There's the Starbuck Power Coupling Podcast, the Geek Card, the Bobby Blackwolf Show, Orange Knowledge Radio, Critical Myth, British Invaders, Pod Culture, Electric Sisterhood, Girls Gone Wow, Ranger Pride, Game Buoy, and Hooked on Bond. Uh, Hooked on Bond is repeating their first season of seven episodes, so definitely check them out. New episodes are coming soon. So we're going to go around the room. Last words, Ari. I'm not looking forward to getting up at 5 again. It sucks. I I feel your pain. I feel you. Mako? Um, Storm likes the potato chips. Are you not surprised? No, she's a carbaholic. But Mm. she's, like, trying to break into the can of Pringles. I gave her a taste of it. Mine. Like, put her face mm. in the can? Um, no, she's trying to figure out how to get the cap off of the can. We have discovered cat crack. One of the many cat cracks. Um, there you go. <laughs> well, guys, it's been a lot of fun, and back to the sewing I go. Sweet, sweet my last words is I'm gonna. This game server controller came with an app for me to download that could play all types of arcade games, ROMs, and emulation. So I might try that out. Either that, I'm just gonna sit here and play some more PC games on my computer before I go to bed because of work. So that is it. End of list. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. So I'm Ronma. I'm Ari. 
I'm Mako-chan. And I'm Ichigo Gami. Say goodnight, Mako-chan. Goodnight, Mako-chan. This podcast has been a production of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressed on the show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it! For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and VogNetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane!